Happy summer, everybody. Is it summer yet? I believe it is summer. When, when does summer officially start? Officially, summer begins June 22nd. And it is now June 20, negative 5th. But unofficially, summer starts in Memorial Day. Unof- Why is that unofficial? Because there's the picnics and the lemonade and the barbecues. The picnics, the lemonade, and the barbecue. And how much lemonade have you had so far? I've had a, a, my fair share of lemonade, I would say. Well, I, what is a fair share, do you think? A gallon? A gallon. A, a gallon, gallon a day. A gallon a day of a lemonade? A gallon a day of lemonade. What, what's your preference of lemonade? Do you like real lemonade? Like I'd real much, lemons with sugar yes, and stuff? Yes. I don't prefer, I don't really like the country time. The country time powdered mix? Yeah. And I mean, I'll drink it. you saying that because that's what we provide here at my house? No, well, I'll drink it. But, I mean, I think you have to agree that real lemonade made with real lemons is much better. Oh, real, real anything is better. Right, well then. Everything's better. So why are you arguing with me? I'm, I'm fully in support of you. Are you? Yes. Wow. I'm just, I'm, I'm 100% that, in support That is of you. a first here on Fill Me In. This is Fill Me In. Segway. Whoa. Segway. Look at that. We've segwayed from nonsense opening to hello, it's the show. This is episode number 58, One 58? Past Ketchup. Oh my God, yes. 58? 58. We've done 58, well, we've done 57 of these. But by the time we finish today, we will have done 58. Wow. What's up on today's today, show, Today, on Ryan? today's show, we have your mail. We have an update on Lollapazoola. And among other things, we also have episode number four, how to pronounce Chon Vonksathorn's name. Oh, I just can't wait for that. It's so my favorite. stay tuned for that. It's all coming up right after the music. Now we are after the music. Welcome to After the Music. This is what life is like after you've heard our theme music. Yes. Look at that. Segway! <laughs> viewer mail! Opening it up. Oh, so our first viewer mail comes to us from Joe Cabrera, Boston Ma one? for now. Yeah, I'm reading the first one. It's not written down on my thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, Joe Cabrera reads the first email. Here's Joe Cabrera reading email. What? Our first email comes from Joe Cabrera. Email subject is Schrodinger's what now? Messerschmitt's Ryan und Brian. (laughs) And and unless you tune out immediately, the rest of the email is in English. Uh, Schrodinger's cat is both alive and dead until you open the box to take a peek. The observer effect says that by observing or measuring something, you affect its outcome. What I meant was that by being aware of Crosscan's list, you are now in some cases consciously, and probably unconsciously, mindful of who gets mentioned on the show. You know, that's not really much like either the cat thing or the measuring thing. I really shouldn't be sending you emails until after I'm well caffeinated. Ta-ta for now, Joe Cabrera, Boston Ma for now. So I was right about Schrodinger's cat. How so? You put the cat in a box. Yes. You put in a piece of poison. Yes. You close the box, and at that moment, the cat is both alive and dead. I have never heard poison referred to as something that comes in pieces. <laughs> a, a piece of poison. <laughs> a piece of poison. You did this when you talked about it before. You I, called it a piece of poison. Yeah, a piece of to poison. To me, poison is like, it's a substance, like and, and usually a liquid <laughs> substance, or maybe a granular substance. Well, it gels. But it doesn't no, come in a tablet. You put it in the fridge, it gels, like chicken soup. What? Chicken soup doesn't gel. Chicken fat gels. I know, but when Not you have... chicken soup. Yes, it does. No. When you have really good chicken soup, you put it in the, in the refrigerator and it gels. It does not. It absolutely so You're does. making horrible chicken soup. No, I'm making delicious chicken soup. Well, why didn't you bring me any? Because I thought the lemonade was enough. The, oh, the Country Time Lemonade? Thank you. Sorry. 
Uh, so be. thank you, uh, Joe Cabrera, Boston Ma, for now for for confusing us even further. You know, he talks about the spreadsheet, cross can spreadsheet. Oh right, right, and, right. And, That's uh, the point. And and, and I. You know what? I'm going to just be honest and say there is a small amount of manipulation on our parts. Yes. Because it, he's absolutely right. It, it October Gonzo. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. You just... you We know. We know the spreadsheet is out there, and we can't help it. If somebody's name... Millard Fillmore. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if we start thinking about somebody... Sometimes we decide whether or not to talk about them just because we have to. Stephen Eady. Stephen Eady? Have they even ever been on the spreadsheet before? No. No? I don't think Millard Fillmore has either. Really? Millard Fillmore hasn't? How about Mallard Fillmore? <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's that duck, that's, right? That's a duck. Yeah. That's a cartoon duck. Mallard Fillmore. So, yeah, so Wait, is it a cartoon or was it a Muppet, like on the Muppet Show? No, I think it's a cartoon. It was a cartoon? Yes. Mallard Fillmore? Was, was it, it Oh, was it a, like one of the horrible ones that's in the, the cartoon page in the newspaper? Oh, it's never funny. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's like one I of think those. It's that. Like I think it's that. Kathy. A... Kathy oh. is never funny. No, Kathy is Kathy not is funny. awful. No. Uh, so anyway, oh. yes. Uh, <laughs> so we answer- try not to manipulate the spreadsheet, but sometimes it just happens. It does just sometimes happen. I, I don't think I don't. I don't know. Have we ever intentionally not said somebody's name? We tried order- not to say. Uh- <laughs> See how you've done it though. <laughs> We've tried week after week to not say Will Shorts' name, and we we. Can't. But I think he wasn't on last week. Was he not on last? week? I don't think he was. Crosscan, we don't know what's happening. Crosscan, are you out there? Hello. Crosscan, come this, in. Does this, this, this reach Be Canada? more smarter to Crosscan. Uh, so, yes. The, ans- the, <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is yes? The answer Much is like yes. the answer to Ryan's later hose in question. Yes. The answer is yes. Thank God. Oh. All right, moving on to yes. uh, Peter Gordon, Triple Threat. He entitles his viewer mail. I, I'm having trouble with the sentence. I think you're having trouble in general. He, enti- he titles his mail episode 57. So now that I won, he, of course, won the contest last he week. He did. He won the contest last week. Uh, am I now quadruple threat? If yes, that is sufficient for my prize. If not, I'll take a fully filled-in copy of any of my books. I'd love, like to see where solvers had cross-outs. Now, we asked him about this cross-outs business. Now, I, I think he just likes to see where people made mistakes and fixed the mistakes and stuff like that. I, I've offered to give him back. Uh, I'm working on the Thursday, Killer Thursdays something, volume two, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm about halfway through it, and uh, yeah, so I've offered to give him that back. But I, you know what? You can be quadruple threat too if you'd like. That's fine with so, me. So, so Peter Gordon, triple threat, quadruple threat. I think he's just quadruple threat. I don't think it works like Dan Fayer, winner of the C division, winner of the B you division. You don't, you know, just keep adding on. I don't think so because I think with Peter Gordon, it's because the number is built in, and so quadruple kind of supersedes triple. What comes after quadruple? Quintuple. Quintuple? I yeah. thought it was quintuple. No, quintuple. Then what's after that? Quintuple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That makes so that's sense. how that's going to work. Okay. Uh, we uh, just so people aren't concerned that we're just sort of like fabricating all kinds of nonsense here. We actually have a large dry erase board in the Be More Smarter Studio where we track all of Peter Gordon's accomplishments. So this, <laughs> this way we always know how many we're up to. So far it's four. Right. So quadruple. Quadruple. Four. Yeah. So thank you, Peter Gordon. You know, you don't have to actually thank every single email. I appreciate the email. I know that, but you don't have to thank every single email. But I appreciate it. No, you don't do that. All right, fine. I, I, no, thank you. (laughs) Our next email comes to us from Crosscan, winner of the contest, ignored. 
That's how he's labeled himself. He titles this email, if, if I title this Christina Applegate, will you read it? And he writes to us and says, Epcot does have the American Adventure Pavilion, located between Italy and Japan. So Epcot doesn't understand anything about geography, it seems. Last I checked, between Italy and Japan was like the rest of Asia. Well, it depends on what you mean by between. Well, I guess that's true. If you look the other way, then between Italy and Japan is like first France and Spain and Portugal and the Atlantic Ocean and then America. Well, I was going... If you go to Japan, it's but this says between Italy and Japan, not between Japan and Italy. Oh, okay, you're right. So, so between Italy and Japan, I don't know why by default my mind goes east. Why does my mind go east? My mind always goes west. Really? Yeah. Do you think that's because you're from California? I'm from Maine. Uh, do you think that has anything to do with it? I think it might have a lot to do with it. Hey, Mike Nothnagel, uh, are you out there, Mike? <laughs> Come in, Mike. People who grew up on the West Coast, do their minds automatically go west? Or not. And people from the East Coast, do they automatically go East? Is that? Is, I wonder if there's scientific proof of this. Maybe. Maybe that's why in Australia the toilet spins the other way. Is that actually true or is that just an urban legend? No, that's actually true. It really does spin the it other way? It does spin the other way. Okay. Because all of the toilets... What about are... on the equator? Where does the water spin? On the equator? Yeah, a toilet located exactly on the equator. I think it just goes straight down. Just straight down? There's no spinning? I don't think they're spinning. See, I really thought the spinning had to do with sort of like what direction the water jets were inside the toilet. Oh, no, no, no. It's all about the equator and the hemispheres. Really? Oh, yeah. I just think that's hogwash. Oh, no, no, no. I think it's horse pucky. It's it's completely true. Well, uh, Crosscan, we've now not ignored you. You are now back to being Crosscan, winner of the contest. Uh, that's the end of Crosscan's email. No, no thank you No, thank you. Goodbye, Crosscan. <laughs> You're uh, next. Oh, where's my email? Ah, here we are. Here we are. Our next one is by Neville Fogarty, Squishy Defeated. Yes. He titles his email, Fold 2 of 2. Brian and Brian, Fold 2 is now here. He emailed us last last week, and we had, he said it was two-fold. He had a two-fold apology, but I believe, only, to Mike Nothnagel. He only gave us one fold. Well, he didn't really give us any folds. He just said he was now living in his neighbor's kitchen. Right. So, so here uh, is so so with the appearance of the second fold, that email from last week now becomes the first fold. Am I correct? I guess, or it just simply points out the total absence of the first fold. So, I'm not but sure. you can't have a second fold without a first. Well, fold. maybe he's just withholding the first fold. For what? Uh, suspense. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see what it is. <laughs> I know. I'm very excited. Well, here's fold two. He says okay. fold two is now here. A second apology to Mike Nothnagel, who I am certain will appreciate the fact that I chose to do it in two folds so that his presumably excellent spreadsheet standing would remain. Oh, that's very nice. So so he's apologizing to Mike and giving him a... Well, a I, not that we really need Neville Fogarty to do it. We talk to Mike in every single episode. We do. But so. but thank you, Neville. I mean, no thank you. What are you doing with the I thank was, yous? No, I was saying thank you for... Bumping up Mike Nothnagel. That's not for you to thank him. That's for Mike to thank him. You're right. I think really if there's thanks to be given here, we need to hear from Mike Nothnagel to thank Neville for maintaining the spreadsheet standings. It's not our place to thank him. So did he thank Because that, that then buys into Joe Cabrera's whole thing about us manipulating the spreadsheet. If we thank Neville for maintaining Mike Nothnagel's standings, then we're responsible for it. And, and, and it has nothing to do with Neville. You're right. Uh, so should he thank him in two folds? Oh my god. Uh, Neville goes on to say, Sorry that it's not a more exciting fold. Is there such a thing as an exciting fold? A soft taco with a live scorpion inside? (laughs) (laughs) That would be very exciting. 
I'm picturing getting one at Taco Bell. Like, in my mind, just now, I walked to Taco Bell. I got there very quickly, but I went to Taco Bell, and I, I ordered it. And, and the, the, the woman behind the counter just prepared it very casually, like it was part of the normal menu. It's part of the volcano menu. It is. It can, now, can you get the scorpion gordita? Oh, sure. Yeah? Oh, yeah, and you can get it fiesta style. Can you? What does that mean? You have to snap while you do you it? You have to snap while you uh, eat it. Is that while you eat it or while you order it? I think while you order it. So you're ordering it Fiesta style or eating it Fiesta style? I think you're ordering it Fiesta style. Okay. Uh, Neville Fogarty finishes, in want of an exciting fold, Neville Fogarty squishy defeated. So no thank you to you. No, we all want an exciting fold, though, now and again. If anybody has any methods for exciting folding, uh, let us know. Or if there are any origamiists out there. Ooh, yes. An expert origamiist would be a lovely thing. Maybe we could have an expert origamiist uh, available to us at Lollapazoola, too. That would be fantastic. You know, just sort of like as a, as a side event, just maybe folding... Uh, balloon animals. <laughs> folding balloon animals out of origami paper. Yeah. I was thinking maybe uh, somehow doing silhouette cutouts of people at the tournament. Oh, that'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, it'd be like... So we need an, agor- an origamiist who does balloon animals... <laughs> And silhouette paper cutouts of people at the tournament. Isn't that, didn't they do that in the 1800s? Silhouette cutouts of people at crossword tournaments? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next time I visit the 1800s, I'll let you know. Appreciate that. Our next viewer mail comes to us from Miguel. Uh, Miguel has posted on our blog like a zillion times. Yes. But uh, we we don't receive much email from Miguel. However, Miguel uh, has commented, this has to do with... uh, we had reached out to our viewers to ask about, you know, what ideas do you have for Lollapazoola 2? We had said specifically about how to divide up the masses into different divisions. Miguel writes to us with a variety of other suggestions. Things that can be done, he starts off with, at Daughter of Lollapazoola, I propose that. The first one to fill in etui raises their hand and gets a two-minute penalty. Uh, let's see, also, the first solver to answer one of Mike Nothnagel's unanswered questions gets Mike as a solving partner. So, uh, Mike Nothnagel, you should answer all your questions. You really, really should, attending. lest you go become somebody's partner unwillingly. Unwillingly. Unwillingly? <laughs> God, I can't speak. I'm you. <laughs> uh, ah. I didn't say you were me. I just said oh. I was you. Right. Uh, before introductions, the person who can provide the nicknames and identify the most participants gets to announce Time's Up at the end of each round. Interesting. Now, that could be fun. I think we could do something with the nicknames, as far as people knowing them or not knowing them. I think that could be fun. Maybe yeah. that's like a side puzzle, something about the nicknames. Sounds good. Uh, the oldest person in attendance gets to start the tournament by saying, have we started? See, now that's a classic bit. That is a classic That bit. is. That's like our original bit. Yes. Did episode one start that way? Was it episode one that started that way? No, I think in episode one we were trying to make it uh, professional sounding. Were we? I think so. I don't think we did a very good job. No, I think we did a horrible job. I seem to, I seem to recall uh, immediately uh, insulting you in episode one, very I, early on. Yes. It had something to do with Star Trek Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Star, Star Trek. Star Trek Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> It's a very popular Pro- Star Trek movie. <laughs> Proving once again you've never seen it. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> Star Wars. It's not Star Trek. <laughs> I realize that. <laughs> oh, oh, and finally, uh, Miguel's suggestion. Uh, the person who writes and records the best replacement theme song for Fill Me In gets a big round of applause. Miguel... Yeah, that's that's not. That's very not very nice. nice. I like the Filmian theme song. So do I. Why? Why would you want it replaced? We've gotten Why? many compliments. You know, Daniel Rosen, loser, thinks it belongs on NPR. 
Daniel Rosen does not think that our show belongs on NPR, just, by the way. Just, it's just the, music. just the music. I guess that music goes with a different show. All right, so moving on. So we move on from Miguel. Yes, and we move on to Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinary instructor of the Friday Puzzle. Hello, Mike. Uh, he titles his email podcast number 57. I've only seen a couple episodes of Small Medical Research Laboratory at the University of Wisconsin, and I have to say that I wasn't impressed. Too many badgers, not enough Robert Sean Leonard. MN. <laughs> you, you, you're looking like you have no idea what he's talking I do, about. I do, because Raymond Hamill, who uh, this is mentioned This is mentioned number two, two of the five consecutive uh, mentions. Directed Small Medical Research Laboratory at the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, well, I think we have to be quite clear. I don't think we can say he directed Small, small Medical... No, no, no. <laughs> Raymond Hamill is the director of Small Medical Research Laboratory at I the University of Wisconsin. I thought he directed it. Well... I think there's a slight difference here. You think so? Well, only in that one is true and one is not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's never stopped me before. Uh, the, 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 and I do agree that there were too many badgers and not nearly enough Robert Sean Leonard. You know, I, I actually think the world in general doesn't have nearly enough Robert Sean Leonard. He was awesome in that the movie where he stands on the desk and reads poetry. What yes. was that one called? Uh, Dead Poets Waiting Society. Waiting for Poets? Yes. <laughs> Dead Poets Society, of course. Dead Poets Society. Our last viewer mail comes from our good friend, Amanda Yeznowitz, the unparalleled peril of Verz engineer, a shining light to us all. And in this email, Brian, uh, which is titled Sour Gripes, is that redundant? Uh, in this email, Brian will be playing the part of Amanda, and I will be playing the part of Brian. Please forward this <laughs> message to the Be More Smarter Complaint Department. What's a five-letter word for the new layout of the Sunday Times magazine? Sucky. Yeah, that's right. It's ridiculous. The second Sunday puzzle is in the middle of the magazine. While I know this isn't your fault, I just had to air my grievance to someone. And you two are someone, are you not? Maybe you're not. Anyway, fill me in would never do that. No, you slowly work in changes like the arc, the thunder round, and the like. Moreover, if enough viewers objected to these changes, you would honor those complaints. Like that idiot who thought the minimalist Tropicana packaging would catch on. It didn't. They buckled. What do you think about that Tropicana packaging? Do you it remember a, that? Yeah, it was a it was, little weird. It was so weird. Yeah. I couldn't tell which one was which flavor. Yeah. Like, they all looked the same, and, yeah. then, and then my wife pointed out that there was a tiny little colored stripe somewhere on the box that told you whether it was the normal or the no pulp or the low acid or the yeah. high fructose or whatever it was. It was and, ridiculous. Yeah. It looked, it, to me, it looked like generic orange juice. It like, did, yeah. It like, looked like brand no X. Name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was horrible, horrible idea. Uh, continuing, in a related story, some guy noticed me doing the Sunday crossword at one of my local coffee joints and asked me, of all things, if I was familiar with Rex Parker. I said I was, and then I asked the guy if he was familiar with Ryan and Brian, and he said he was not. This brings me to my next question for you. Why not? The Be More Smarter Marketing Department needs to pick up the slack pronto. XOP2, that's with a soft S. Uh, this is a very good question. Uh, I don't know why more people don't know about us. Why don't more people know about us? We're, we're funny, we're smart, we're entertaining. Uh, I, I don't know. We're uh, not Rex Parker, though. I, I will say this, that the viewers that we do have are loyal and exciting and fun and... I love our viewers. They're I, great. And I love every time we get an email from a new viewer or from a lurking viewer or somebody who is, you know, joining in the podcast late in the game or whatever it might be. We would just like more. <laughs> Yeah. We, we're unsatiated. You know, I, I'll say this. Rex Parker is fantastic. I mean, he's a great solver. He's very entertaining. He's a smart writer. And uh, we met him at the ACPT. We and, did. And he was a delight to talk to. Very funny. Um, but I think, uh, I don't know, how can how can we, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to suggest at all that we're taking anything away no. from Rex Parker. I feel I like we're I don't want to do that one bit. But 
people should listen to our podcast. I think so. You know, it's so good. in terms of the publicity department, I think that's you, the viewers. Yeah. That, that, that Maybe we should like make t-shirts. People can wear them around town. Somebody design us a t-shirt. Yeah. Who, who would design? Who know, Who's good at t-shirt design? I think uh, uh, Vic Fleming. He's a gavel. <laughs> <laughs> what a gavel that guy is. Oh, what a gavel. Uh, so yes, uh, we yeah we don't have a lot of listeners. We have great listeners. We have fantastic listeners, we have, but we need more. We have quality over quantity. We do. All right. Viewer mail. Closing it up. Now, we hope to see a lot of these listeners at Lollapazoola 2, Lollapazoola the son of Pazoola. It's coming up very soon. It's coming up in about two months. There are two things I want to address. First, I feel we may, we may have scared off some people, uh, some potential constructors, last... last um, Week. Last week. Thank you. <laughs> Last week. Uh, we really do need constructors, and we, we, we would love people to send in their puzzles. Or even yes. if you don't have a puzzle right now, send in an interest saying, I would love to construct yeah, a puzzle. Or send in an idea for a puzzle. Yes. And even if you don't want to take the time to construct it, because that's exhausting. Constructing a puzzle not knowing whether it's going to be used, that's kind of nuts. Uh, but if you have an idea for one, just then that's a lot easier to propose to us. Do that. Send us an idea, and and we're we're collecting ideas. We've received some from several people, and uh, you know, and then we can go from there. We don't want you to waste any time on something that may or may not end up coming through. Right, but I I feel like maybe we we gave the impression that we have we are we have fifteen puzzles, and and there's no need we we're don't we're not looking for any more puzzles. No, no, we, no, we are always looking for we, more we puzzles. Are, we are, and we really we we honestly we have about two or three puzzles right now yeah uh that we're we're considering so we still need many more so please uh help us out with that that would be fantastic further with Lollapazoola, of course on our blog site which is at crosswords.ryanfacestheworld.com you can uh click a paypal link to register for Lollapazoola. it's twenty dollars that's uh, nineteen dollars and one hundred cents yes. for those counting on the metric system and uh and it's a, a wonderful bargain you get more than your money's worth with this Particularly if we get more than the two or three puzzles we've gotten so far. Yes. Uh, it's a great event. It's going to be in Queens on August 22nd. Now, if you don't have PayPal or you don't like PayPal or you don't want to do PayPal or something like that, don't be afraid. It's okay. Your <laughs> life is just fine. You, just email us at rbxblog at gmail.com and tell us uh, how you'd like to pay or when you'd like to pay. And you can also register at the door you can walk in and give us twenty dollars there yes and that's a fine way to do it too so but do send us an email because we do want to try to keep a account of how many people we expect right. to come thank you uh is there anything else about Lala there Pizzola? is there the, the divisions we have oh the division we have an email from doug peterson crossword gentleman a man about town and uh he says as for the pazula divisions I think you should use the ACPT rankings. Put all the A's in one division, put B's and C's in another division, and D's and E's in a third division. Rookies can go in the B and C division. The self-elected elite division is a bad idea. If someone runs away with the non-elite division, then people might wonder why the heck wasn't he, she in the elite division. Using the ACPT rankings make, makes it all cut and dried, and I think it's as fair as anything else. I realize this means I'll be in Dan Fair's division, but maybe I can break all those pencils or something. Dan yep. Fair actually won't be given any pencils. No? No. He's going to have to do it without pencils? You'll have to do it in blood. Oh, okay, interesting. Yes. Um, we, al- we also got uh, an email from CrossCan uh, with a suggestion about the divisions, and he says, I think the elite division should include everyone who finished in the top 107 at the past ACPT. Where did uh, CrossCan finish at the past ACPT? Uh, let me look that up for you. 
That was the sound of me pretending to type. Cross can't finish the hundred and eighth. Yes, we did look him up already. We did. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but, but this is a good point that Doug brings up that that uh, if if if, self, if it's if it's self selected, then people might. It's true. Somebody who's a great solver might decide to go in the non elite division just because they, they just want to win. Win. Now, what we could do to to lure that away is say that the elite division winner uh, gets a much better prize. Maybe it's that Maybe. the the lesser division winner gets like a really lame prize like scratchy yahtzee <laughs> uh so uh, it's still up in the air but but maybe we should just go with the acpt well, you know that's another idea we could go with that then it's just then it takes the 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 thinking out of it okay i, I always like plans that take the thinking out of it that's always good <laughs> i <laughs> take the thinking out of it i think that that works all right uh, so it's uh so that's a plan it's up in the air all right what's uh, next <laughs> Uh, next is episode number four of how to pronounce Chon Vongsathorn's name. Oh, how do we pronounce Chon Vongsathorn's name? Uh, well, we have the answer right here. Would you like to read it? Well, I read last week's Chon Vongsathorn oh, okay. email, well, too. Now, but you have trouble pronouncing his name, so are you okay reading this? I don't know, but we'll find out. Let's well, find out. Chon writes us, mistakes not to make. The most common mispronunciations of my name are Zan, rhymes with Ban, Chan, like Jackie Chan, which also rhymes with Ban. Yes, it does. And Sean. Which rhymes with pawn. And chon. And flan. Flan? Flan. Flan? Flan. Spell flan. F L A N. It's British custard. That's flan. No, that's Mexican custard. Flan. Not flan. No, that's Mexican custard. Flan? No. Where are you from? No. From? Fra- from? It's, it's from. What? <laughs> what? No, flan. <laughs> These account for about 90% of the mistakes. Every once in a while, though, a totally new pronunciation is invented. For example, one person recently decided on Exxon, like Exxon. I said, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Which, do you think he said it like, uh, what's his name? Who, who's, whose catchphrase was that? Don't be ridiculous. I don't know that catchphrase. Oh, was it Bronson Pinchot? It was. It was Bronson Pinchot. From Perfect Strangers? From Perfect Strangers. Oh. Uh, I don't think I, I ever s- watched that. You, oh. your, your, your television lineup as a youth, you watched Perfect Strangers and you watched Married with Children. Yes. And probably other things that I didn't watch. <laughs> I I watched nothing. I watched Jeopardy, I think. Well, you had an artsy household. I did. My mom liked to watch, uh, she liked to watch Scarecrow and Mrs. King. <laughs> That was a great show, sure Scarecrow and Mrs. I'm King. Sure Did you ever was. watch it? No, I've never Kate watched Jackson, it. Jackson, Bruce Boxleitner. <laughs> that's a that's a name. There's a good name. There Bruce Boxleitner. Welcome to the spreadsheet, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Boxleitner. You know he's on. He's been in a couple episodes of Chuck. This really? recent show. I don't, Chuck. I don't enjoy the Chuck. Oh, I like Chuck. You Chuck like Chuck is good. Uh, to which uh, Chon said, "Don't be ridiculous." To which he replied, "You're ridiculous. Stop spilling oil, and I'll see your prices are too high." Did I wait too long between the punchline and the setup? Was there yes, too much and the, the joke doesn't make sense. Well, because people called him Exxon. Oh, then you waited way too long between both the setup and the joke, and the joke and the punchline. Okay. We put major pauses in there. Yes, we did. Uh, he goes on to say, sometimes my name gets me into hot water. Okay. Is that a pun? Like a good bath? Is that a pun? I don't know. Tata Chon Vongsathorn. So, so, to sum up, it's Chon Vonksathorn. Yes, that's a good summary of it. Okay. I really think that encap- encapsulates everything. 
<laughs> and that uh, might be the end of this mini series in how to pronounce Chon oh, Wexathorn's so. name. Well, we have to wait and see whether Chon has anything more to offer I, us. I, I'm we don't come up with any of this material ourselves. I'm looking forward to installment number five. Are you? It's like Mambo number five. It is a little bit like Mambo number five. So Chanel number five. Uh, what else comes in number five? Uh, Happy Meals. Happy Meal. I'd like. I'd like Happy Meal number five. Yes. Maybe. Sure. That work. Sure. Is it a value meal? Maybe? Value meal. It's you're the value right. meal. The value happy meal, meal is the the kitty's meal, right? Which maybe you could probably get it. I don't know. Because I'm, because I'm what? You have small hands. I do have small hands. <laughs> you have very small hands. I do. Child size. I, they are. Yeah. Um, so the next segment we have is to give the you know it's the winner of last week's contest. Uh, the contest, of course, was uh, there's a nine letter word in which uh, all of the letters appear in reverse alphabetical order. And this is a contest that we didn't make up because we found it on the internet because we're not smarter enough to come up with our own. Right. And uh, we got some answers and some people who had trouble with it and some people who weren't sure what we were looking for. And it was not a very popular contest. And uh, I am now calling it the swan song of my contest creating career. Uh, but we are still going to turn to our friends at random.org and figure out who wins this week's contest. So strap them on, buckle them up, sit on up, get your ice axe, and away we go. So the answer, who wins? Uh, Jonathan Brown. Jonathan Brown. Jonathan Brown comes to us from Louisville, Kentucky. Jonathan Home of Brown. the Hot Brown Sandwich. Is that, is it? The yes. Hot Brown Sandwich? Hot Brown Sandwich. <laughs> Sounds awful. No, it's, I'd it's, like a hot brown sandwich. It's turkey and gravy. On bread? Yeah. How many deckers? <laughs> I think it, you know it's open face. So no deckers. No, it's like That's zero deckers. It's like a. It's like a broken down bus. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a bus with the top. I was going to go more with a a baseball stadium, which is also zero deckers. Stadiums come in deckers. No, because it's open face. Not the Metrodome, <laughs> the Hubert Humphrey Metrodome. Ah, who was not president. He was not president, but he had a dome named after him. He did. So Jonathan actually wrote to us with uh, the answer. Have I said the answer yet? Spoon feed. That was the answer. Spoon feed. Did we say what the contest was? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. But Jonathan asked us a question. So does my answer count if I Googled the answer? Oh, my God. I think we said last week that your answer would be disqualified if you Googled the answer. I yes. said, don't look it up on the internet. I said that specifically. Yes. And we specifically said specifically don't look it up on did. the internet. And, and we would that. know if you did, and, and we know that you did, and yet you won. So now what do we do? Now we're kind of screwed. I think here's what I think. I think he either has to come up with another answer that fits the category. Yep. Or he has to come up with an answer that amuses us. Okay. And he has one week to do it. Okay. And if he does if he if he does that, if he satisfies if that. If he satisfies either A or B, either A, come up with a new answer without the help of the internet. Or B, come up with an answer that amuses us. Then he will win a prize. A prize of his choosing. A prize of his choosing. And if he does not, he wins Scratchy Yahtzee. That's right. That yes. seems reasonable. Okay. All right. Well, now we have to give to you uh, the contest, this, the, the newest contest. New contest. This one comes to us from Peter Gordon. Uh, the contest is as follows. Take the seven-letter name of a famous American. Remove the last three letters of that name, and you'll get what the person wears at work. Who is it? Uh, all right. So, so seven-letter name of a famous American. Remove the last two letters of that name, and you'll get what the person wears at work. Okay, that and sounds fine. Papelbon. Is the password still Papelbon? Password is always Papelbon. It's always Papelbon? So now people who know the password can send us the password? It's Papelbon, but it's spelled the way Crosscan spells it. So you have to figure, <laughs> you have to figure <laughs> oh, that out. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's possible. 
Yeah, they can. Okay. All right. So, oh my God! There on the horizon. Oh, what is there on the horizon? Don't you see it? No, my eyes are closed, and I'm looking the other way. <laughs> no, well, turn around and open up your eyes. Oh, look at that! It's Thor. With with him, what is he holding? It's a hammer and what? some nails. <laughs> Looks like he's, he's gonna build something. He's making shelves. <laughs> <laughs> he should go to IKEA. You can use the thingamajiggy. <laughs> if if he if that was his tool, what would it be called? If what was his tool? If if instead of a hammer. He actually had that little Ikea tool. That Ikea tool is actually a tool, and it actually has a name. I know, but what, what it was... It is called an Allen wrench. I understand it, but I, a hammer also has a name, but he has a special name for his hammer. Oh, I what's his special name for his hammer? What's his special name for his Allen wrench? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, Mjolnir is the special name for his hammer. Right. So what's the special name for his Allen wrench? Uh, I, don't, I don't know any good Swedish names. <laughs> Somebody, Mike Nothnagel, what is Thor's special name? Virkund. <laughs> How about that? Is it Virkund or is, Virkund. It, is it something else? Okay, tell us. All right, so they're on the horizon. Wait, we already did that part. I think it's just part? time for the thunder. Cue the thunder. <laughs> Get that child out of here. Please, please, no children allowed. This is a, an adult show. <laughs> Uh, Monday, June 8th by Randy Sowell. You know, I must really be stupid. I can't figure out the theme. I think I'm equally idiotic. I couldn't either. Yes, I am one sluggish, half-witted, dim, foolish, unintelligent moron. You left out simple-minded, you dopey, deficient half-wit. Tuesday, June 9th by Stephen Dobus. I'm so short-sighted, I forgot to do this puzzle. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, you know, <laughs> but seriously, folks... <laughs> Uh, I am actually trying to become taller so people don't be, don't see my bald spot. What about platform shoes? Nah, I'm afraid of heights. Wednesday, June 10th by Richard Silvestri. Will you still feed me? Will you still need me when I'm 44? It's, it's 64. What's 64? The Beatles song. What Beatles song? I was actually just asking if you would feed and need me when I'm 44. <laughs> Thursday, June 11th by Alex Boisvillard. Alex Boisvillard. <laughs> Uh, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. It, it, it is It is Alex? Yes, it is Alex. Okay. Uh, Flag Day came three days early this year. How did you celebrate? I colored in my puzzle and hung it out on the front porch. Gotta buy a pole. Friday, June 12th by Patrick Berry. <laughs> Eight down, central concept and minimalism. Less is more. What? Should, should we be oh. trying that? <laughs> what? What is the opposite of minimalism? Maximalism? That's us. Saturday, June 13th, by Barry C. Sulk, friend and confidant of Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman, and man about town. I want my nickname to be Wilt Chamberneasy. What, on this show? No, once I heighten myself. You got it. Sunday, June 14th, by Brendan Emmett Quigley. I think we should add a D to the show. Phil Mead in D? No, not the title. I think we should just add a D to the show. Where? Anywhere we want. Just stick one in there. Just... You mean... Just have a D? Yeah, just maybe like between segments or should in the, the middle be, of a segment. Should or, the D be in the studio? It could be. We could just have a big, like, uh, inflatable D hanging from the ceiling. That you know work. what? By work, they have ampersands hanging everywhere. They have, how do they, what are they made of? Are they like plastic? No, they're like, like a, they're like metal ampersands. Metal ampersands? On with the sharp wall. points? 
Can you walk into them? Do they dangle? Is it like a mobile? <laughs> a dangling ampersand? A dangling ampersand? Did Paul Simon write a song called The Dangling Ampersand? He might have. I'm yeah. not sure. That seems to me like something I would have done on like an English term paper. I'd get minus five dangling ampersand. <laughs> like wrong in grammar. Yeah, I believe it is. I bet XOP knows about the dangling ampersand. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Happy birthday, XOM. Yes, happy birthday.